are ready. Oh, I'm... Girl, I'm ready. You ready? Red D. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Creepy Club. <laughs> I'm Rissa. <laughs> I'm Heidi. <laughs> and um, this is the podcast uh, that you turn to for all things creepy and uh, Heidi crinkling. crinkling a marshmallow bag. Well, I was this just... is great audio. <laughs> I was just thinking, though, that... I can eat marshmallows during the podcast because they don't make any crunching noises, do they? No. Can you hear me eating my marshmallow? No. It's silent. It's just a itty bitty teeny tiny one. <laughs> um. So yeah, we talk about true crime and, and ghosts and uh, aliens and... All kinds cons- of weird shit. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. Cryptids. I would say we're probably equally... It's like... We're working on a tie between creepy and weird. Yeah. Totally. Versus creepy and horror. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think. And a little silly. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little. Just a tad. Just a little silly. If our intro was any uh, indication of that. And it's Friday, so you know what that means. No, what does that mean, Heidi? That means that we have adult beverages. Yeah, I don't. I passed this time. I drank enough on New Year's. Oh, really? I couldn't uh, tell from the (laughs) drunk text I got. Mm -hmm. Don't (laughs) even worry about it. Thank goodness um, everything was okay since I passed out. I was already asleep. If if there was an emergency, I would call you. I wouldn't text. I could totally imagine. Did you have wine? I had champagne. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I thought so. Because yeah. you were like, are you home? I could hear you in my head. Are yeah. you home? You home? What What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, girl, I'm in bed. <laughs> I got to work in the morning. <laughs> and then I was snoring. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think we have a new review. <gasps> Do we? Yeah. It's from Mishhag. <laughs> That's definitely not anybody I know. <laughs> it says, spooky chat with friends. The girls are fun, stories are interesting, and it's like having a creepy chat with your best girlfriends. Keep up the good work. Aww. That's nice. Thank you so much. You guys are, like, it is like a slumber party. Mm-hmm. Did I, did I tell you that I um, posted on Reddit to see if anyone could translate that uh, review we got that was in Arabic? No. Well, we weren't, we were guessing it was Arabic or... It is Arabic. Oh, it is Arabic? And it was just a bunch of, like, random phrases, so it's probably a bot. Ah, oh, boo. I know. But, hey, they gave us five stars, so whatever. Yeah, as long as it's not one star. <laughs> yeah, so I'm down with that. Thank you for whoever you are. Um, yeah, that was super nice. Yeah. Um, It's a New Year miracle. My computer actually turned all the way on, oh, so good. I'll be able to see things momentarily. Well, yeah, and and Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Yeah, I had, well, I had to work New Year's Day, Mm -hmm. which I guess I thought I was going to get voluntold, but it turns out (laughs) I just volunteered. It's fine, though. Like, I don't, New Year's is not my holiday. Right. But I ended up having a really good time. So I went to the St. Louis Lady Arm Wrestlers had... 
a 1980s dance party. Mm-hmm. So I went and saw some friends there. That sounds fun. I saw your like look. It was good. Uh, yeah, I was rocking the high ponytail. Mm-hmm. And I must have had really fried hair back then because I tried to make the big mall bang. Mm-hmm. It won't do it. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, one, I don't have an Aquanet anymore. Yeah, I was going to say... But I busted out the blow dryer. Uh-huh. I did the blow dryer hairspray thing. Mm-hmm. Bitch would not stay. Huh. No. I tight rolled my jeans. Yeah. And I put on my jean jacket with like a dozen badge button pins. Mm-hmm. I looked just like me in middle school. I was going to say, was this like a look you actually rocked? They were definitely all my own clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Oh, and I had a bandana Mm -hmm. what else did i have yeah no i would say um if we took a gander at a middle school early high school picture Mm -hmm. it wasn't far off yeah the makeup was a little more ridiculous but Mm -hmm. um i i would give it four out of five stars yeah yeah it was it wasn't bad (laughs) i wasn't horribly embarrassed to be in public so anyway i went there (laughs) Then I went to um, a friend of mine's house who was playing nerdy board games, like mm-hmm. the kind I don't understand. Yeah. There was like, I don't know, they were buying sheep and... Catan. I love Catan. I don't think it was Catan. It was hexagon shaped, the board. It's Catan. Settlers of Catan. Okay. Well, it was real confusing. <laughs> and so... I probably talked more than they wanted me to. <laughs> you have to I... try this nerdy board game that I just got for Christmas called Mysterium. It's <laughs> it's one of those that has a lot of rules, but it's like the the conceit is that uh, one player is the ghost and all the rest of the people are psychics. And the ghost has these vision cards. It's kind of like Clue where you're trying to guess who the suspect is um where it happened and what the murder weapon was and so the ghost hands you these vision cards that are kind of just like i don't know sort of like abstract art they kind of don't make a lot of sense but they have a lot of visuals and they're trying to point you in the direction of which person it would be or which place or which thing i'm already so confused But it, like, it's right up my alley. I love it. I feel like... If any of my real-life friends want to come over and play Mysterium, Well, so I can say this because Dawn and her significant other, Andrew Bull, have received this gift by the time this airs. Oh. But I got them this game that's gods and goddesses. It's eight something. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, because they play the weird table... They go to a tabletop gaming convention every year. Dawn? Like, Dawn... Yeah, friend like of the Dawn, show, Dawn. Friend of the show, Dawn. Dawn, hit me up. I want to go play nerdy board games with you. Girl. She <laughs> I didn't know. loves nerdy board games. Mm-hmm. So, and I have a couple friends who do. And I really do have the most eclectic crowd of people in my life. I mean, like, St. Louis Lady Arm Wrestlers, mm-hmm. 80s Dance Party, which was, like, you know, major like queer dance party basically that sounds cool oh it was really fun and then from there to a different kind of nerd friend Mm -hmm. tech friend playing 
the board games. Yeah. And then I went to the Reddit Kids mm. to go. I stayed there till eight minutes to midnight because I was hoping to make it home right at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I blew it. <laughs> I did not. But so Dawn is amongst the Reddit kids. So I met Dawn and her husband and Science Joe. Mm-hmm. So Physics Joe and um, Ryan, the ethanol scientist. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of mine who we call him a spy. Mm-hmm. He's a pilot, but he had those non-disclosure contracts. Yeah, the, all the cast of characters we, we have on this show, huh? Yeah, so like the whole the whole crew was over there and Walter who's just awesome and full of sass. Mhm. Uh but so I went and saw them before I came home. Mhm. And they're just hilarious and colorful and kind of like the equivalent of what my punk rock friends would have been in high school. Yeah. They're all like 10 years younger than me, but I love them. <laughs> That's I awesome. just adore them. So I had, like, the most diverse, um, I almost said Halloween, New Year's Eve. And then I came home, and I got home a few minutes after midnight. And <laughs> fortunately, neither my husband and I are superstitious about smooching at midnight. So, uh, Is that, wait, is that a superstition? I don't know if it's technically a superstition, but I think that most people who are a couple feel like it's... Um, an obligation mm-hmm. if you're in each other's company. Right. Yeah, we do that. We did it. Yeah. We smooched. I wonder if they do that everywhere. I don't know. We'll have to look into that. Let's pause. Okay. Okay. So I use my Google Foo. Uh-huh. My great powers of Google. And it turns out that it is very superstitious. Which oh. is handy since that's the topic. Woohoo! So let's just jump right. Let's let's jump in this motherfucking pool. That sounds good because the creepy correction was kind of boring. So just go look at the meeting minutes for that. Oh, what was it? It was like why. Um, sorry, I'm eating marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> it was like why Roman soldiers had brushes on their heads. <laughs> oh yeah, it's boring. Just go read about it on our meeting minutes. Okay, or Google it yourself. So those freaking Germans, my ancestors, I tell you, mm-hmm. they're responsible for this. And it's about strengthening ties for the new year. If a couple that celebrates together does not take the time to to kiss, it does not bode well for the relationship. Oh, shit. Ooh, and for but you didn't celebrate with Heath, so. Well, only because... I was startled by the gunfire on my way home. Right. I was getting kind of freaked out by how many people... Because I got about halfway home when it was midnight. By the time I got actually into my car and gone, Mm -hmm. it was five till. (laughs) And so halfway home, all the gunfire started. And I was like, we don't live in, like, Beirut. Right. What the fuck? I feel like it was... It was really bad this year. I mean, you know, I don't quite remember all the details from that night, but like, I think it was worse this year. You just made me almost spit (laughs) all over the place. I had a full mouthful of boozy chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it was bad. I mean, there was a lot of fireworks, but there was like, 
you could tell it was a gun. And I was like, why do so many people have guns? Right. And why are you so stupid? And I'm like, great. I'm going to go out because of a stray bullet. This is not how this story is supposed to end. Yeah. It started to really freak me out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so for single people, mm-hmm. there's a, a the superstition is that if you don't kiss somebody at midnight, whole year of loneliness. <laughs> oh, this is mistletoe-esque to me. I know. <laughs> anyway, so there are so many superstitions and I was really surprised. So, of course, I have to pull all my weirdos on Facebook, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. my friends mm-hmm. and family. Yeah. Um, and I also asked people on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think it went to Twitter. I think it went to Twitter. I think it went on the Creepy Club Facebook page. Yeah. And in our book club group. Oh, right. I got responses everywhere, mm-hmm. but by far, the longest list of responses came from my weird-ass friends. Yeah. <laughs> my people are full of kook. <laughs> I was dying with some of the stuff that I was reading. Mm-hmm. Well, when I saw your post, I thought, eh, I don't think I'm superstitious. I I don't need to chime in on this. And then I looked at all the comments and I was like, oh, yeah, I do that. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I do that. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I do that. (laughs) Yeah. And I am much more superstitious than I would like to cop to. Mm -hmm. I noticed also when I read the comments, I was like, huh, birds of a feather flock together, I guess. Right. Yeah. I do a lot of really weird stuff. Like one of the things that I noticed after I commented that someone's superstition, I was like, you may have crossed into OCD territory. Oh. Right? And I said it, like, humorously. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's pretty out there. <laughs> and then my friend who's a therapist commented after that, and she was like, I hate to tell you this, but most of this list crossed is into OCD territory. Yeah. And I was not surprised at all. Right. Like, a lot of it is... Definitely meets the criteria for, like, obsessive-compulsive behavior. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Because people do get, like, really anxious if they can't act out their ritual. Yeah. Whatever it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't make any sense or they don't know why it is what it is. Yeah. Like, I knock on wood. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I'll get up and go across the room I'll go find something. Yeah. 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 I'll totally go find something. That's one I totally forgot about that I do all the time. And I'll be like, damn, that's like that fake wood. I hope that works. Right. Exactly. in my head. Yeah. (laughs) I would never say it out loud. Well, MDF is (laughs) real wood. Right. Exactly. Or like this. Well, that one's real. Your wood. That was this. Yeah, we have one have, one wall and the stairs that are real wood paneling, and then we have, like, fake-ass laminate wood paneling. Yeah, but I would, like, walls. if that's all I had, mm-hmm. I would draw a picture of a piece of wood if I needed to. <laughs> so where, where does that come from? So they think that um, it comes from an old tradition. It was about spirits being in trees. Mm-hmm. Pagan religions that literally worship trees. Mm-hmm. And they believe that deities or spirits inhibited them i could you know what 
I could kind of get behind. Inhibited or inhabited? Oh, inhabited. Okay. That's so like, I was like, it could go either way on that one. Look, it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's Friday. <laughs> so it, that I think that's totally cool that these like little rituals have kept going throughout all these years and nobody knows why we knock on wood. Well, right. So they thought that if they knock, they they think that there was a mental floss article mm-hmm. that it was either to keep the bad keep the bad spirits from hearing about their fortune. So I guess the belief was like so if I was like, hey Russ, I found twenty bucks, I'd knock on wood so that the bad spirit in the tree didn't come find a way to make my found money disappear. Oh. My good fortune, right? So either that or as an acknowledgement and thank you to the gods. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because we usually do it, right? We do it when we're like, nothing bad has happened so far. Knock on wood. Yeah, to me, that's more like a, thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're giving the tree a high five. That's cool. Yeah, I like that Even though one. we've cut down the trees and made them into houses and things. Sure. And at the rate <laughs> we're going politically... <laughs> I've already theorized that national parks are going to become Christmas tree farms. Yeah. So things are going awesome in that big white house. Yeah. One of my favorite superstitions Mm -hmm. that I came across, which I didn't really think of this as a superstition because I think for most people it's a tradition. However, if it's birthday cakes, if you have Mm -hmm. a cake, Mm -hmm. it feels really funny if there's not candles, even Mm -hmm. if you know there's going to be some absurd number of candles on there. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't really like the big number ones. It feels like cheating somehow. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I'd rather have five, even if that's the wrong number. Yeah, I think we just put however many looks aesthetically pleasing after you've turned, like, what, ten or something. Well, (laughs) yeah, if I put if next year I put 46 tiny little candles on there, mm-hmm. the entire top layer of the cake would be candle wax. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you have to have like eight or something. Yeah. But anyway, I thought this was really cool. So for us, it's a tradition, but it comes, it's more superstitious in its origin. So um, the daughter of Zeus was Diana. Mm-hmm. I'm shit at mythology. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I know who Zeus is. Rings a bell. That's all I'll say. Rings no bells for me. <laughs> None. She was the protector of young mothers. Oh. And moon cakes were made in the late spring, and smoke from the extinguished candles was an homage to the goddess. Oh. I kind of want to make a moon cake now. What's a moon cake? I think it's just a cake. Maybe it's a particular recipe or something, mm-hmm. or maybe it's shaped. Well, I guess a round cake is moon shaped, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll have to follow <laughs> up on that one later. There is a lunar eclipse happening on January twentieth, and it is also a super blood moon. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the responses that I got from friends were the typical. Like, don't walk under a ladder. Yeah. Black cats. Yeah. Don't step on cracks. Yeah. And I was like, y'all crazy. Mm-hmm. Broken mirrors. Broken mirrors. Oh, I have so much stuff on broken mirrors. Great. I have heard so many weird things about broken mirrors 
One of the strangest that I heard was from somebody who was from a very rural area where folklore and superstition run things. Yeah. They are the intellectual, like, um, like the, the bank, you know, if something's wrong, there's a ritual for this or a salve or a, mm-hmm. a something, right? Yeah. So the person that I was friends with told me that she was taught that if you broke a mirror, you had to take the pieces to the river mm-hmm. and put them in running water or you'd have seven years of bad luck. Huh. I feel like anybody who goes hiking near there is going to have seven years of bad luck because they're going to have a big giant fucking mirror <laughs> in their foot. Yeah. But yeah, she was from like a very backwoods small town. Mm-hmm. So she had a whole bunch of them, like something about a sty in your eye at a four-way stop. Oh. Yeah. You Something about sweeping... I don't know. There were so many I couldn't keep up. And mm-hmm. every time she told me one, I was like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> She's like, that's fine, but I'm doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Um, fortunately, I don't know of her having broken any mirrors. <laughs> so. <laughs> Some of the superstitions around broken mirrors. Mm-hmm. If a mirror falls and breaks in by itself... Someone in the house will soon die. Whoa. That's not pleasant. No. That's not nice. Mm-mm. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. that happened to my mom. I don't know why there was a mirror mounted above the toilet in the bathroom, but there was. Mm-hmm. It was the 70s. We also had a black acrylic Muppet fur comforter. Yeah. I'll just show you a picture of it sometime. <laughs> Imagine Cookie Monster in black. Mm-hmm. And then make them into a bedspread. <laughs> That's what it looked like. I can picture that. Yeah. It was pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. And we had um, orange shag carpeting. Yeah. Yeah. It was super duper 70s. Anyway, mm-hmm. so. Mirror fell. While she was on the toilet. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. That would be scary. Uh, yeah. She's lucky she didn't get stabbed in the ass. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... I don't, I'm not aware of any deaths soon after that, mm-hmm. um, but she was pretty stoked that she didn't have to go to the ER with a giant piece of glass sticking out of her rear end. Right. Um, someone seeing the reflection in a room where someone has recently died will soon die themselves. <laughs> Jeez. Mm-hmm. A lot of these are really dark. Well, and that kind of ties in with covering the mirror. Like, whenever they used to have, uh, you know, the wake in your actual pillar of your house where you lay out the body of somebody dying. And you had That's to cover what... all the mirrors in the room so that the soul when can you escape s- or something like that. Sit Shiva for a Jew, you know, if a Jewish person dies. They cover all the mirrors in the house. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actors believe that it is bad luck to see the reflection while looking over the shoulder of another person. Like on stage? I have no idea. I've never heard that one, but um, spoiler alert, I have some theater superstitions to talk about. And when I was doing my research, one of them was like, 
uh, it's bad luck. Well, it wasn't even that it was bad luck. It was just like, you shouldn't put a mirror on stage because it'll fuck with the lighting. And I'm like, that's not a superstition. That's just like practical design. That's how I feel about walking under ladders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just safe. Just a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Either the person on the ladder could drop something, you could bump into the ladder, knock mm-hmm. the person off. I don't know. Just from a pragmatic point of view, it seems like a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to mirrors because there's so much more. Okay. Ideally, no mirror should be hung up so low that it cuts off the tallest household member's head. Doing so may cause headaches. Do you know how high I would have to hang mirrors (laughs) in my house? For them not to cut off the top of your head? My husband? Oh, you're... Okay. I was like... You know how weird that would look if I hung mirrors at his eye level? Does he get a lot of headaches? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. They'd have to be, like, hanging from the ceiling. Well, he's almost seven feet tall. Yeah. So the top of the mirror would be seven foot. Mm -hmm. Hang it seven foot. Mm -hmm. Most people hang pictures, like, maybe slightly above eye level. Let's call the average person... Five eight, mm-hmm. yeah, five nine, something like that. Yeah, average human humanoid. Mm-hmm. So whatever mirror you have in your house, raise it a foot. Yeah, <laughs> be really strange looking. And sorry, you have to bend over all the time, honey. Um, the Romans believed that the body went through a renewal process every seven years or so. And it would take seven years for your soul to heal from this tragedy. Oh, so like that's breaking the, the origin of seven years of seven luck. years of bad luck. Yeah. Okay. In ancient Greece, it was common for people to consult mirror seers. Mm-hmm. So kind of like a psychic. Yeah. Who told their fortunes by analyzing the reflections. Um. <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, was it like like a black mirror, like a scrying mirror? You know um, what I'm talking about? It's like the, black glass. The mirror was dipped, just a regular mirror. The mirror was dipped into the water and a sick person was, I'm sorry, a sick person <laughs> was asked. I was like, how are they a stick person? I got to put on this stupid old lady glasses. Mm-hmm. A sick person was asked to look into the glass. If his image and appeared distorted he was likely to die if it's clear he would live like underwater so they would like imagine if you had a like a hand mirror and you dipped it in a bucket of water and pulled it out if enough water was on there that your image was distorted that's kind of like the witch (laughs) thing where you like if you drown then you weren't a witch but if you don't drown you're a witch and we're going to kill you anyway. Yeah. Because like <laughs> how your face much is gonna be the mirror is tilted when you pull it out, how yeah. much water is on there. Yeah. Yeah. That was, they, this was not the smartest time that, that particular thing. Yeah. In first century AD, the Romans, so they added on to the idea of death, mm-hmm. that it could be like death or serious misfortune. So I guess because not everyone died, mm-hmm. they were like, well, I mean, 
the can't image be wrong about maybe it. the image wasn't as blurry as we thought it was mm-hmm. or maybe it's not it's not that you're gonna die everything's just gonna suck they're like it's not an exact science right exactly <laughs> Since the 10th century, people have been using reflective bowls of water, dark glass, reflective stones to create this, like, trance-like state. Yeah. So you, like, I guess you just stare till you space out. Yeah, I've done it before. Have you really? Yeah. What did you do it with? Um, Well, we went to um, the, we've talked about it on the podcast, the um, Alton Haunted America Conference. Correct. And there was a museum of, oh God, I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, but it was a museum, a traveling museum where they had a lot of like creepy shit that they carried around. I should do an episode on that because they have, they had some really cool stuff. But anyway, they had a scrying mirror, which was a basically just a piece of black glass and you're supposed to look into it and go into a trance, and then you start seeing weird shit in it. And so they were letting people kind of sit with it and look at it. I mean, it's not an ideal scenario because you're at a conference and there's just people around everywhere, and I was just, like, sitting in a corner staring at this piece of glass. But, yeah, so nothing really happened, but that was my experience. I mean, you just, like, space out, right? Yeah, I mean, I can... I can definitely see where you could start seeing shit, but I, it was definitely like one of those hallucinatory things. It, it didn't feel supernatural to me, but that could have been, you know, the setting also. Somebody who is a big fan of scrying, mm-hmm. totally unexpected. This blew my mind when I read this. Mm-hmm. Founder of a religious or of a religion. Okay. Fairly recent. Like, as in... Uh, Is this a guessing game? Am I... Yeah, you're going to oh, guess. In okay. the last roughly 200 years, okay. so a religion that's only a couple hundred years old, Okay. the founder, big fan of scrying. And it's a woman? No. Oh, for some reason I got woman from you. Is mm-hmm. it the guy that start, started the Mormon religion? Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. I was like... Yes. It's Joseph something. So in the late 1820s, he supposedly miraculously obtained some information from some scrying stones. And he kept his in a most unusual way in his hat. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Now, scrying stones, is that like... Like, just... To, to me, I'm scrying... sorry. Seeing seer stones, but it's oh. the same idea. Same thing. I think... I think You, you the... stare at it is the bottom oh. line. Whether it's okay. a bowl of water or stones. So it's seer stones. You know, it's a reflective stone. So mm-hmm. okay. I don't... I'm not a geologist, so <laughs> I can't give you... But I... There's some natural stone that's, like, silver and shiny that oh, okay. I can't think of. And I want to say mercury, and that's definitely wrong. Because mm-hmm. isn't that an element? And also inside thermometers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'm, I'm not a I don't know. scientist. <laughs> I could text one of the Reddit kids, but... 
Anyway, so <laughs> he kept them in the crown of his hat, and he would put his face in the hat to read what he believed oh. were miraculous reflections from the stone. Okay. Yeah. He had names for them. Oh. Harold and Maud. Urim. <laughs> and Thumamum. <laughs> it kind of sounds like my niece named them. T-H-U-M-M-I-M. Thumim. Thumim. Mm-hmm. Urim and Thumim. Yeah. And he claims that he was able... So, you know how, like, Christians have their stone tablets? Mm-hmm. The Latter-day Saints have golden plates. Mm-hmm. Um, and he claims he was able to... The golden plates that he found... He was able to translate because of his seer stones. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, cool. sure. Cool. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing against the Mormon religion. Nope. Nope. I am in no position with my history of Catholicism to judge anyone's weirdness, mm-hmm. <laughs> religious weirdness, because there's just no shortage of it. So, black cats. Everyone right. knows about the black cat superstition. Can't cross your path or you'll have seven years bad luck. Is that right? Yeah. What's what the... I mean, some of these must be just so old. Like, the Ro- yeah. seriously, the Romans were that influential? <laughs> yeah. They've been in the, like, top 100 that long. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Puritans, which, you know, every time we've brought them Damn. up on the podcast... Yeah. What a bunch of party poopers. Yeah. They were always doing something that was, like, just ruining fun. Yeah. Or horrible. Yeah. Yeah, they... Not my... They're not my crowd. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Anyway, they burned black cats on Shrove Tuesday. Oh. Yeah. What's Shrove? Shrove? Fat Tuesday. Oh, okay. So, yeah. it's like a Lenten thing it's the tuesday. it's the tuesday before lent right that you're supposed to go it's mardi gras so you like go wild and crazy i don't think that's religious so much well yeah not i mean it's yeah. derived from but lent. it is it's like oh we're gonna have to abstain so we're gonna go sin a whole bunch yeah yeah super makes sense so they would they burned cats on shrove tuesday to rid the house of evil spirits Cats or black cats? Black cats. Hmm. And did you know that a lot of animal shelters will not adopt out black cats during the month of October? Oh, <laughs> that is bizarre. Well, I know that a lot of, I know because that. Because of like animal torture. Oh, okay. I was thinking they were just being superstitious. But yeah, I know, I know that there's a lot of. Uh, push to adopt black cats because they are the ones that don't get adopted Same as thing often. with black dogs. And I think they're... I, honest to goodness, think that black cats are the prettiest. Mm-hmm. I currently have two tabbies, but I'm normally a tuxedo gal. Yeah. Or a black cat gal. Mm-hmm. I find nothing inherently creepy or strange about black cats. Yeah. Of course, I've had several but i don't i don't get it and that superstition goes back 
so far, mm-hmm. like where the actual origin is, nobody who even knows. knows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, with witches had black cats or whatever. That's probably like not true. It's probably just another way to, you know, oppress women. Um, well, the Puritans had a lot. They really like kind of kept that going. Yeah. They gave that a lot of PR, the whole black cat business. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, in terms of world history from the beginning of time, the Puritans, not that long ago. Really, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it seems like it, but not really. Yeah. But strangely, Japan and in Great Britain, black cats are good luck. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Haven't you ever seen the cat? The lucky cat? Yeah, who's yeah. got his hand up and he's, like, welcoming you. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Was, I always see that as a white cat, though. I've seen black ones, too. I've seen black ones, but m- most often I've seen white or even red. I have also seen red. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, in Japan, cats are, like, the shit. Right. They're super popularized, especially with anime and that sort of thing. Like, yeah. And, um, I think they were probably Hello in... Kitty and Choco Kitty. Oh, yeah. They were, <laughs> I always thought Choco Kitty was so cute. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense because their culture, in their culture, they have not a lot of space. Like, they have really small apartments. And so it would be really hard for them to have dogs. Whereas I feel like dogs are more popular here because we have big ass houses and shit and we're just like big loud americans and that just makes sense with dogs right yeah i mean we're like kind of gluttonous pigs in every sense of the word yeah compared to most countries in terms of like space and consumption yeah and not to like romanticize either one of those cultures or even like favor one over the other they're both fine i i happen to like cats more so there i said it i am probably equally a cat and a dog person Mm -hmm. i really like both of them yeah i like them for totally different reasons yeah i think it's it's like comparing apples to oranges right yeah every once in a while my husband just to irritate me i'll be like for real tell me which one's your favorite Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm not doing that you know i'm not gonna do that I'm superstitious about that. Like, oh. what if they can hear me? Oh. I don't want to hurt their feelings. All right. Anyway. Okay. So walking under a ladder. hmm We already established that that's just a dumb idea. Right. Just generally speaking. But it goes all the way back to the time of the Egyptians. Really? Yeah. So a ladder, when it's leaned against a wall, makes... A triangle shape yeah and there was a belief that that would bring bad luck okay okay no real no re- no reason why just no just that it was like a sacred symbol okay you know pyramids triangles oh yeah sure yeah not sure why triangles in particular mm-hmm not a triangleologist mm-hmm um, but it was considered a sacred symbol. Mm-hmm. So that was bad luck. So it goes all the way back to Egypt. 
Yeah, that's pretty or wild. Egyptian times, rather. Uh-huh. Egypt is still a thing, it turns out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a cab driver from G- Egypt not that long ago. Huh. Um, very nice gentleman. And, uh, oh, so it was a sacred symbol, but also there was like another little bit added on to that, that if you walk through that sacred symbol, you're showing disrespect to the gods. Oh, okay. And you sure don't want to piss them off. Nope. Nope. They will rain down some kind of plague. plague. <laughs> it's always some kind of plague. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then later, after Jesus was crucified, the Christians kept this one alive because... You know, obviously, Jesus would have on a cross, mm-hmm. and it was leaning at one uh, time. Okay. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking Again, about. that triangle shape. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In Europe, if you were being walked to the gallows, part of your punishment was having to walk under a ladder on the way. So, okay. as if getting your head chopped off wasn't, wasn't. insult enough... <laughs> You also had to, like, you didn't know that some bad luck was about to go down. (laughs) You're on your way to the gallows. Yeah, I mean. But also, you will walk under the ladder. Right. Because. We just have to make sure that it's going to (laughs) take. Well, yeah, we need to make sure that we get in the maximum amount of bad luck. Right. Before we hang you from the neck yeah okay yeah okay so it makes a super lot of sense yeah so i pulled up my facebook post Uh uh-huh because as i said my people who i love so much are so kooky yeah a lot of them had things with we started talking about this earlier A, a lot of them including myself have a thing about numbers mm-hmm Either having to always be even or always be odd. Like when you turn up the volume on something and it has, like, you want it to be at, like, 15 instead of 14 or whatever. If I'm ever given a choice of how many I want of something, Mm -hmm. like, I'm offered a plate of cookies. Yeah. It's either one, three, Hmm. if I'm starving, five. (laughs) (laughs) But it's going to be some multiple. You can't do two. I'd rather not. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's like one or two. No, I'd really, one or three would be better. I'd rather like. That's interesting. And if I'm going to buy something, most of the time they come in sets of two or four. Yeah. And I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I want three. I don't want four. Three is one of those sacred numbers, so maybe that's why. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So a whole lot of comments were made about either counting Mm -hmm. or things needing to be um, evens, odds, multiples of a particular number. Yeah. That sort of thing. My friend Beth, who grew up in Wales. Oh. She has a fun one. I must put my finger on the window and make a wish while driving over train tracks. Oh, I like and that. And I was like, 
where'd you get that one? Mm-hmm. And she said, as near as I can remember, I picked that one up in Wales. I figure it can't hurt. One of the other things I picked over there is having to say, Maggie, 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 every time you see a magpie. Don't see the <laughs> many there, though. I also knock on wood or my hard head if I've bragged about something not happening to me. <laughs> and huh. Then, so, and, and I'm sure, did people write in about holding your breath when you go over bridge when you're driving? Nope. Oh. My friend Courtney lifts. that was a popular one. She lifts her feet. Oh, when you go over bridge. I've heard mm-hmm. of that, too. And um, she says, I used to lift my feet in the air over a bridge, but traffic jams make that iffy. Yeah. <laughs> that makes now sense. Now that she's the driver. Yeah. Uh, my friend Heidi always touches the outside of the plane as she steps in the door. Oh. She said, I've never crashed, so it obviously works. Yeah. I was like, science. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Uh-huh. Um, Jessica might win the prize for the most kookies. Mm-hmm. So she has to choose volumes on the TV or radio in intervals of two. Right. Okay. I know that one. Okay. Or I'm familiar with that one. Odd number can never be a choice for me. Yeah. I'd rather turn the TV off than listen to it on volume 11. Yeah. But 10 and 12 are great for me. And this is just the beginning of my craziness. And I said, please, go on. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I do try to do multiples of five with, like, volume. Um, My friend Melissa says it needs to be divisible by five. Yeah. So you and Melissa are number soulmates. Uh-huh. Uh, Jessica also believes in the divisible power of five. <laughs> and then she says, I look for patterns and numbers everywhere. For example, my birthday is three to the fourth power. It's nine twenty-seven eighty-one. Three times three is nine. Oh. Nine times three is twenty-seven. What 27 a cool birthday! Times three is eighty-one. Rarely does anybody ever think that's cool, except for me. So I don't usually tell people oh, anymore. I think that's super cool. I think it's really cool. My parents were married on five six seven eight. Ooh, May six. I like that one. I do too. My friend Donna. Only eat Skittles in even numbers, and they have to be the same color. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like two of the same color each time? Two greens, two reds. Okay, okay. She says bread and butter when people split up to walk around a pole or an object. You I've heard about splitting and... the pole. Yeah. My friend that grew up, the river water mirror story. Yeah. She taught me the splitting the pole thing i'd never heard heard, i've heard of that before never heard of that in my whole life so if you're walking down the street and you have to part ways to go around an object you're splitting the pole yeah and that's bad luck for some reason somebody's your friend says bread and butter yeah she says bread and butter that's kind of that's a weird one (laughs) i wonder where that comes from i have no idea what about the stepping on the crack thing uh, I used to avoid stepping on cracks, but I don't somebody care. I can't find it right now. But somebody did bring that up. Another person, Melissa, said I never stop under railroad trestles, ever. And I was like, "What could happen?" She said they could totally collapse and crush me, smush me to flat to like, smithereens, like a bridge that has a railroad track on it on it she said that crazy intersection on eastbound southwest 44 where there's a stoplight under a railroad trestle 
I wait way back okay. until the light is green. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. My friend Stephanie, who <laughs> she blames her Italian ancestors for mm-hmm. most of her her superstitious things. She says, you have to hold your breath when you pass a graveyard. Oh. And I was like, does it keep the ghost out? <laughs> and she said, yep. Yeah, <laughs> so far. And a couple other people agreed with her that that was accurate. Okay. I was like, huh, informative. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Melissa also says, so this is the one that um, she said, I know someone who will not make left turns like ever. She will drive miles out of her way to avoid a left turn. Damn. My friend Becky says she'd rather not make a left, but she'll do it if she has to. Jana says, my grandma says it was bad luck to wear opals if they're not your birthstone. Huh. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. My friend Kim, the owner of the Magnificent Sheep in the Reindeer headband that I posted on my Instagram for the holidays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Her sheep, Willow, mm-hmm. the most majestic creature. I asked Kim if she could get us bunk beds mm-hmm. because I'm moving in. <laughs> Bunk beds for me and the sheep, of course. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I and pictured. she said the sheep likes to cuddle. Oh. I know. I want to cuddle Kim's with Kim's house is like Disney. hmm I know that just like little bluebirds follow her around the farm all day long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Kim, kooky Kim, when I walk downstairs, left foot on the first stairs, odd number, and I count in my head, if I don't start correctly, I have to stop and correct it. Oh. Yeah. And then I said, maybe I should make little OCD badge buttons for the lot of us. Yeah. (laughs) She said, it just feels wrong. I've done as long as I could. More knocking on wood. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's a good one. So my friend Maddie, who's my outreach partner, Mm -hmm. Mad Maddie, throw spilled salt over your left shoulder or you'll have an argument with someone. Oh, I didn't know that consequence of hurting. (coughs) I'm throwing salt over your shoulder. Right. So... I looked into this whole spilled salt business. Yeah. not This is not new. Mm-hmm. It's been considered unlucky for thousands of years. To spill salt? Yes. That makes sense to me. I mean, salt is like a huge element in like rituals and stuff for pagans and It started whatnot. with the Sumerians. Okay. Went through the Egyptians, the Assyrians, and the Greeks. Mm-hmm. Part of it was because it was a seasoning for food, and as you know... it was, like, super valuable, right? Right. And, like, let's be for real, food without salt doesn't taste that great, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. So... And it's a preservative, too. Ding. Correct. The word salary comes from salt. Huh. The Roman writer Petronius originated not worth his salt... Oh. He was referring to Roman soldiers who were given special allowances for salt rations called salarium, a.k.a. salt money. Yeah, okay. Which is the origin of our word salary. Interesting. Yeah, so your salary is salt money. Salt. Well, it it truly is because I, I do eat a lot of salt. I am a big fan. Ooh, hey, let's play plug Penzi spices because I wouldn't be oh, mad yeah. if we got a box full of that. Yeah. Some Pickney Ben Gin <laughs> and some Penzi spices. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Yeah. We, we had a third one. We were like, ooh, don't they want to sponsor us? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Anyway, I'm really, I'm pretty solid with my Pickney Ben Gin. Yeah. 
But Pensy Spices, first of all, mm-hmm. amazing company. Yeah. The CEO writes the best emails ever. Yeah. Anyway, um, but the roasted salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. I have not tried this. Out of this world. Totally changed your life. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm with totally totally with the whole salary salt business. Great. Okay. So Maddie also says, uh, her good luck numbers are two, four, and six. A black cat that crosses your path is bad luck. White cat crossing your path erases black cat. <laughs> so you can undo <laughs> the bad luck. Okay. And she said, this has happened to me, and it's super weird. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm surprised you don't have more. She said, I do, but I was tired of typing. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. A couple more. Oh, I thought this one was interesting. My friend November says, my only one is a long family tradition superstition. When a bunny crosses the road in front of your car, everyone in the car must kiss the driver or you'll get a flat tire. Laura is that... That's wild. On one family vacation, my mom, who was laying asleep under the last row of seating in a conversion fan... This was ages ago, obviously. Yeah. Clearly. No seatbelt. Wouldn't get up to do it. At 10, she was responsible for changing the flat tire. (laughs) (laughs) I had this happen on a first date when I was in high school. I don't think he believed me, but I got a kiss anyway. Oh. Oh. It's a little mistletoe territory as well. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. My friend Sydney said, my mom refuses to talk on the phone when it's raining. She thinks she's going to get shocked. It doesn't matter if oh. she's on a cell or a landline. But I mean, that was a thing, though, right? That on landlines that you could get shocked if the if the house got struck. Um, I yeah, I don't. Well, and you can't do dishes or take a shower. I was always told that as well. I don't know if there's any real science behind that. We'll have to look it up. We will have to look it up. We'll save that one for, for next week. For next week. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, another bread and butter for splitting the pole. Huh. Mm-hmm. I never put my purse on the floor. If you do, it means you don't value money. Oh, interesting. And then I had two people say that. So I was like, sweet. I'll keep my money in my bra from now on. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm going to put it. Yeah. So why don't you, while I look at these last couple of things, tell me a few theater ones. All right. So first of all, I want to shout out my friend, Stephen Michael Black, who messaged me when he saw your post about superstitions and was like, you should talk about all the theater superstitions. And I was like, oh yeah, theater people are like among the most superstitious people <laughs> ever. Oh, so, any kind of artist I think is, yeah. it's the creativity. Yeah. So, have you heard of saying break a leg? Mm-hmm. So, it's bad luck to say good luck in theater. You have to yes. say break a leg. Say the opposite. Um, possible origins of this are um, in ancient Greece. Um, they Instead of clapping, they stomped their feet. So, if you were, like, so good that everyone was stomping really hard that maybe they would break a leg from stomping. Oh. But then there's like a ton of other plausible explanations too. Like in Elizabethan time, which is around the time of Shakespeare, um, the term for bowing was to break the leg. 
Like, because you're bending your knees. Oh, you're bending at the leg. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Also might be referring to back in vaudevillian times, um, actors would line up backstage to get a chance to perform. And if you didn't get on stage, you weren't paid. And the way that a theater is set up, there's like curtains kind of um, around the perimeter of the opening of the stage, right? There's like... Curtains to keep you from seeing people backstage. Those are called the legs. And so if you broke the leg, that means you got on stage and you got paid. So actors would tell each other, break a leg, saying like, hope you you get your shot so you can get paid. Nice. Um, Those all totally make sense to me. And then there's the other one that's like, maybe understudies are saying this to the (laughs) actors that they're understudying so that they can get a chance to perform they're like hey you should break a leg so i can oh perform. like real <laughs> shitty yeah but i think that's just a joke i don't think yeah i'm not buying that one have you heard of dancers saying merd before a show it's I kind have. of it's kind of like break a leg but it is the french word for shit oh that's nice and that comes from when uh when carriages took people to shows, you could see how successful a show was by how much shit was on the ground out front. Oh, Because gross. of how many people were coming to see a show. Um, and then opera singers say toy, 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 which is T-O-I, T-O-I, T-O-I. And it's basically an onomatopoeia for the sound of spitting three times, which is said to ward off evil spirits. Fascinating. Yeah. Um... The ghost light, which I believe we talked about on a previous episode. We sure did. Yeah, it's just a light left on uh, to help guide the last person to leave and the first person to enter the theater. Um, It's said to ward off ghosts that might try to cause mischief or conversely allow the ghosts to perform on stage so they are less likely to cause mischief. I just think it's a safety thing. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Um, Have you heard of not saying Macbeth in a theater? Yes. Actually, so, your friend Brittany commented, Brittany Lynn Krieger. Mm-hmm. I used to make fun of the the Macbeth thing oh, in theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then one time I said it, and a huge storm came through, and the power went out, and we had to perform Les Mis without power. Coincidence? <laughs> More than likely. But I def never uttered it again. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you don't believe it, do not say Macbeth in a theater around other performers, because they might... Um, make you punch you in the face yeah um and you're not supposed to quote lines from it either unless you're actually performing the play it's thought to be a cursed play and will bring bad luck uh, the play has a lot of like witches and spells and prophecies and stuff in the show so that's why people think that it it's cursed um if you do say it you have to break the curse um and the method varies from theater to theater but some of the one of the methods is to leave the theater Spin three times, spit and utter a Shakespearean insult or an equally vulgar profanity. Sure. <laughs> I've got a whole list of those. Yep. And yep. another one is to spin around 11 times and say, I'm sorry to Dionysus, the god, great god of theater. Cool. I've never ha- I've, I've never heard of the breaking the curse. I've just like, I just know not to say Macbeth. We, we say the Scottish play. That's the euphemism we use to refer to Macbeth. Oh, is this like if you keep the Sabbath on Saturday, but you have those gadgets to get around? It's like it's a loophole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Sometimes I like to say Mickey B because I'm cute. Uh, we also like okay. I didn't. I you know I I use those. Um, I use break a leg and I don't say Macbeth. Just mostly because of other people. I don't really necessarily believe in that. But I have yeah. always believed that if we have a bad dress rehearsal, you have a good opening night. I think that just comes from like reassuring the actors. <laughs> like somebody just lied and said that one time. But like I've always said that and I hope all these hiccups stay in. Yeah, I think they are. Um and then have you heard of no whistling in a theater? No. So stagehands a long time ago stagehands were often out of work sailors and when sailors have this like complicated form of code of whistling to like you know sail a boat and so that's they would um oh like adjust the rig you whistle this way yeah so okay so they use the same thing backstage because there's a lot of there's what they call a fly line, which is basically a bunch of ropes that are attached to like scenery or chandeliers or something anything that you're bringing down from above the stage onto the stage. And so back before there were like you know intercom or uh, what do you call it headsets and stuff, they used whistling to cue each other to bring in scenery and stuff. So if you whistle whistled on stage, you might get a sandbag dropped on your head or something. Uh, so that's, that's a safety issue, but also it pervades today. Like people get really pissed off if you whistle in a theater. Um, even though we don't use whistling anymore. Well, that's like sports. People are crazy superstitious. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, the last one is, not wearing you, you can't have peacock feathers on stage or in a costume and um it's i don't know why i'm giving it the tilted dog head yeah i was like what? i mean they they say that the the eye of the peacock feather is like the evil eye and so it's just bad luck but yeah those are the those are the main those are the main superstition theater superstitions that i'd heard of the other one, like, I'll, you know, I'll list the sources on our meeting minutes, but some of them were really dumb. Like I said, the mirror thing, I was like, that's just practical. That's not superstitious. What I thought was interesting is that particular Facebook post generated 140 comments. Yeah. My Facebook page gets a decent amount of activity. Yeah. But that's way more than usual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the not opening umbrellas and doors. Oh, yeah. Okay. That always, my assumption was always that that was just practical. But people get mad about that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do that. That's bad luck. Mm-hmm. I don't know at what point people decided that it was just, like, bad luck. The origin of it is back as far as probably Egypt. Um, When they had like sunbrellas mm-hmm. and they were just like clumsy and awkward as shit. And you could like poke somebody's eye out with yeah. the, um, I don't know, armature of the umbrella. Yeah. I don't know my umbrella lingo. <laughs> yeah. What do you call it? Spine <laughs> armature. Sure. We're going to go something like that. The pokey parts. So you yeah. can actually like spoke. Yes. Spoke. You're correct. Okay. Okay. So one of the spokes could actually, like, poke somebody in the eye. Yeah. So you should be in a larger open space. hmm But 
now they all have like little rubber safety. Not that that you would feel that. Yeah, that would still it would be, be unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. But people aren't like, ooh, I'm scared because you might poke me in the eye. They're like, don't do that. That's bad luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the emphasis is still on the wrong syllable. <laughs> the emphasis. The emphasis is still really weird. Yeah. So let's see what else. Um, oh, and Brittany said, knock on wood, people. It just makes good sense. Yeah. My friend Michaela is an engineer. Mm-hmm. Like, how much more mathy science went to Rolla, which is the yeah. Missouri School, what is it, of science and technology? Something like that. I mean, it's like a big... Huge engineering school. Yeah, like one of the better schools in the country. Yeah. And if you're going to be an engineer and you live in Missouri, that's where you go for sure. Yeah. And Michaela just says, despite being a woman of science and math, I still roll out the ones when I play Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know what that means. Oh, like if you roll a one, it's a critical fail. So if you, if you're performing an action say you're like i want to jump onto this table and the the dungeon master says okay you have to roll a d20 which is a 20-sided dice die and you if you roll a 20 that's a critical success so that means you do it and maybe something good happens if you roll a one that is a critical fail and you don't do it and you something really bad happens to you well, she says, I still roll out the ones when I play Dungeons and Dragons. I think that means that she rolls them a lot. Oh, I know it doesn't actually change anything, but it feels like it oh, does. It ro- oh, hmm. Maybe, I don't know what that means. Maybe she, like, rubs the die or something. Or, like, she maybe she rolls a bunch to, like, get the ones out or something. I don't know. Something like that. But she says placebo's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 One. So, like, kind of what I, mean, I wanted you, to say yeah. is like, you know, most of these superstitions that we're talking about are kind of harmless and like oh, fun, yeah. but but maybe for some people they might verge into the realm of OCD, and then it might be affecting your life, and then it might be like um, something that you have a lot of anxiety about. But what I think is that we give power to these superstitions, like. They're not controlling us. We're controlling them. And we give we give the power, you know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't necessarily have to believe in that stuff. I feel like that I used to be very superstitious, that I didn't want to step on cracks, didn't want to open umbrellas inside, blah, blah, blah. And then once I kind of realized, like, oh, well, it's just me worrying about it that's making, that's giving me this bad luck, then it went away. I know it's not that easy for people, but... No, I mean, I think if you have... If your superstition has achieved a level where it's actually interfering with regular life... Yeah, you should maybe go see somebody about it. You should maybe talk to somebody about it. Yeah. Because if it's... uh, You're having a conversation, you just knock on wood for good luck... The no harm, no foul. That's not going to change your day. Except you knocked on glass. Now I feel weird. <laughs> I'll knock on my head. That's wood for sure. <laughs> and I'll knock on this one. Yeah. Just, just back up. <laughs> um, but if you are like Melissa's friend where you will go miles out of your way to never make a left turn. Mm-hmm. 
Or if you are in a state of major anxiety because you can't carry out a ritual. Yeah. Like that, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. And I want you to be more chill and more relaxed. We want you to be happy. We want you to be happy and not full of fear. Yeah. And anxiety. Mm -hmm. So you should maybe talk to somebody about that. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Therapy is awesome. It's a good New Year's resolution for everybody. Less fear in our lives. Yes. Live bold. Yeah. Live bold. From someone who lived most of her life as a big giant chicken, Mm -hmm. I would say it took me a long time, like a really long time like forever to figure out that that is not how you want to make decisions. Yeah. No. But so there are an absolute shit ton of superstitions. The salt one was amazing. I love the birthday cakes. Oh, and then, okay. More about mirror mirrors. (laughs) So in ancient cultures, people believe that mirrors reflected the shadow of the soul and could show the true nature of the person being reflected. So this is where they think maybe, you know, vampires and demons having no reflections since their soulless comes from. Oh, uh So it goes like way, 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 way back. Right. The absence of a reflection thus revealing their true nature of being soulless. What does it mean for Mary Poppins when she like looks in the mirror and her reflection kind of has a life of its own? Um, LSD? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Spoonful of sugar. (laughs) Oh, here we go. I knew I had this in here somewhere. In the Jewish religion, it's important to cover all the mirrors in the house where someone has died. Mm -hmm. While the family is sitting Shiva, the seven-day mourning period, it's said if the mirrors aren't covered, the spirit of the deceased may become trapped in one and not able to move on to the afterlife. I don't know that I know anyone who is practicing... Judaism. Right. Who necessarily believes that specifically. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like a lot of Catholic traditions where at this point it's just what you do. Right. You just do that. I don't think that people are thinking real deep about it most of the time. Right. But that's what the origin is. Well, I mean, it's kind of like knocking on wood. We don't actually believe that we're, um, you know, thinking the spirits of the wood. We just do it. Now, I thought this was interesting since we have, um, this is a Serbian and Croatian, I guess it comes from their culture. And we have lots of Serbs and Croatians in this area in yeah. addition to Bosnians. So a mirror was sometimes buried with the dead, both to prevent the spirit from wandering and to keep evil men from rising. Mm-mm. And, um, some people believe that mirrors should be covered at night and when people in the house are sleeping to make sure that a dreamer's wandering soul doesn't get trapped in one. Huh. That's kind of a interesting. It's like astral projection idea. Kind of. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I don't like horror movies. Like I, I won't watch this movie, but I would, <laughs> I would watch the trailer maybe. You know, I used to. Um, I'd be like, "Ooh!" Then I'd have to cover up all my mirrors at night. I used to be really afraid of being in a dark room with a mirror because of the like Bloody Mary. Thing. Oh, that stupid Bloody Mary thing! Mm-hmm. I still don't think I could do it. Mm, I can. I don't believe in it anymore. I don't believe in it either, but I don't like it. It's just creepy. It's <laughs> it like the 
um, Nightmare on Elm Street song. Mm-hmm. Though I'm not going to say it. It's got numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that Freddy guy. Because mm-hmm. if I... That husband of mine <laughs> and all of his horror movies, he likes... Hoyer? Horror. <laughs> what did I say? It sounded like you said Hoyer. Hoyer movies. Oh, horror. Horror movies. He likes to sing little snippets for me every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So I get stuck in my craw for a couple days. <laughs> uh-huh. How nice. Don't you just love the petty revenge of marriage? Yeah. Yeah. It's how we entertain each other. Mm-hmm. You want to take a guess at who invented mirrors? Hmm. The ancient Egyptians. Mm. <laughs> I feel like they invented everything. Can I have a hint? Was that right? Uh, no. Do you know the answer? <laughs> I do know the answer. Um, My reference is Romans. Okay. I don't know for sure if that's accurate or not, but that's what this particular source said. Cool. Do you, um... <laughs> and then there's all this, like, crossing your fingers for good luck. Oh, yeah. That was the last I common one. That one. Um... Some people think that it was to signal to others that you are a Christian. Yeah. Because the sign of the cross. Yeah. And then it just kind of evolved as this, like, good luck thing. Oh, okay. And did you know that the KKK has their own symbol? Oh, no. Yeah, they put their thumb and their pinky in their pocket so that the three middle fingers hang out of the pocket. Oh. So it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't look exactly... Like a K, but right. that's their symbol. So it's thumb and pinky in the pocket oh, with the ring. I'll, uh, so they look can out for that. signal to each other. So is the is the crossing of the fingers is so the the other thing that people do is when they're telling like a lie, if they're like saying uh-huh. like is that related to all that or everything I found was like its origins not clear. Yeah, yeah. You know, of it was one of those things. The I think the crossed fingers is a, and I'm crossing both my fingers as I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I have to pantomime this since <laughs> no one can see me. I can see you. I'm having very theatrical jazz hands tonight. Um, I think you know, kind of like the peace sign, like to signal to your to your fellows. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I can definitely believe that. And maybe if you are like, it's kind of like um, you're invoking the power of God by crossing your fingers for good luck. Something along those lines or like invoking protection. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to cross my fingers for Jesus. It's all going to work out. Mm -hmm. I didn't turn up too many superstitions that I thought were, that were unheard of. Right. People tend to like, they've got their like, you know, top 15. Mm Mm-hmm. If anybody has any really weird stuff, I definitely want to know about it. Mm-hmm. My friend Katie commented that she shaves her legs on the front porch, but that it's not a superstition. It's just a weird thing she does. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, what? How? But why? The logistics of that. Well, she says it's just so much easier. Why? But because you don't have, she, like, a running water to, like, rinse the... I don't know. There's a cup and a razor, and 
it just makes it's Katie. I don't know. It makes sense to her. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, family superstitions that you can think of? Mm. Oh, my friend Stephanie said her Italian grandma said if someone accidentally swept over like your feet, you were going to get married soon. Mm. And I was like, you would think people would be either running for or away from brooms if that was the case, mm-hmm. if that really worked. Oh, I've always heard that if you're, is it if you, if you have like, if you, if your ear itches that somebody's talking about you. Mm. I don't know if those are if really your superstitions. ears are or... ringing, someone's talking about you. If your hand yeah. itches, you're going to get oh, money. Oh, if you get a chill, somebody walked over your grave. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. There's so many my, of them. My grandma always says, like, if you say, if you're, like, talking and you say, like, oh, I forgot what I was going to say, my grandma says, oh, it must have been a lie. But I don't know if that's really a superstition or if it's just something funny she says. I don't know. I, th- I think it might count as a superstition if she believes it. I don't know if she really believes it. I don't know what she... I kind of want her to believe that it's more fun (laughs) that way. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I can think of, really. All right. Well, it was... I'm glad you had a fun New Year's. It was weird to... We took one whole week off, but it felt like a month. I know. Thanks for sticking with us, by the way, over the break. Just had too much to do. We had... Well, there was all those black cats. We had a cuddle. <laughs> so many black cats. Mm-hmm. Which Do you is have any brew. New Year's resolutions? So, I am not a fan of a resolution, per se. Mm-hmm. My friend Tracy came up... Nurse Tracy, who won't listen, because um, she's scared. Mm-hmm. She's scared just of the descriptions of the podcast. Yeah. Um, that Tracy. Uh, she gave to me the idea of a theme... Yeah. Having a theme, like one year her theme was say yes. So it was like trying new things. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like that. Um, This year, because I feel like if I make a resolution, I'm going to fuck it up in the first week and then I'll be like, well, I screwed it up. So what's even the point? I guess I'll wait till next year. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, 51 weeks go by. Yeah. Uh, So I like the idea of a theme. Two years ago, I did art every day. And oh, I yeah. think I'm going to do that again. I like um, that. I have, my plan is to start this weekend, which is not the first, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah. But to get myself prepped so I can do something every day. I mean, I have a studio. I just haven't been doing anything. Yeah. I feel like I have writer, I have like the equivalent of writer's block, but yeah, it's painter's block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I um I have a couple. One is a little more like tangible. I want to take a dance class. I want to get back into dance. I haven't danced in 10 years. Are you googling how to dance? No. <laughs> You're just typing. Um so yeah, I haven't danced since I since college, so I kind of want to take a dance class. Like what kind of dance class? I don't know, whatever I can find. Can you take tap so that you can teach me? Yeah. Well, I already know how to tap. I could teach you. Well, you've seen my tip, birthday tap dance. Yeah. It's close to something. Mm. Me saying that I do know how to tap does not mean that I won't take a tap class. That's actually ideally what I would like to take if I could find an adult tap class at a proper time. Proper as in like. At a time you can actually go. At a time that I can take it. 
and is not a adult beginner class, now this is a hard thing to nail down. So that's why I say whatever I can find. Yeah. I'm also like kind of into the idea of taking a ballet class because oh. I mean, while I'm not a uh, prima ballerina, I'm not like super graceful or like really even. And it's hard to describe if you're not a dancer, but it's just like I don't have the the ballet bug or whatever. <laughs> but it is like the basis for all dance, and it's really good for your technique. And I just think it's pretty and fun to do. I like it. I didn't used to like it. It is really pretty. It's really hard on your body. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna get on point shoes. That was not, that's not yeah, a thing that's going to happen. It's a little, I think the point shoe days have gone. No, they have. Well, for me, yes. Yeah. I don't think that anybody, probably over 25, should put them on their feet. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the um, age the you are when you're end. done dancing is 25. Not really. I think, no, you know, it's maybe more like 30, but yeah. It's I, young. I of... It's like athletes. You tap out early. Yeah, but you also shouldn't put them on until you're like 18 because you're not done growing and yeah, you can, can really fuck up your feet. your feet. Yeah. Anyway. My um, friend Lisa still dances, but she does aerial silks. Yeah. Yeah. I tried that and it really hurt my wrists a lot, but I want to go back to it at some point. Well, yeah. I mean, and if, okay, my tap dancing actually super sucks, but... Mm-hmm. If I hear of anything, <laughs> it's super terrible, but there is a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah. My, this girl that I work with, girl, woman that I work with, she's just been going to the Y and taking whatever class sounds fun. Yeah. And she took some kind of like super Zumba or something yesterday. Mm. And I was like, was it fun? She was like, oh yeah, it was totally fun. She was like, I'm dying today, but it was totally fun. <laughs> yeah. I tried to take Zumba. It was not good. Yeah. Yeah. I can't hear. So oh. I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm not good at like mirroring. Yeah. I mean, those kind of exercise dance classes are, can be a lot of fun, but they're not quite the same as like taking a, a real dance. I don't want to say real because it's not that Zumba is not real, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's not like taking a jazz class because it it's not for fitness per se. It's more like for the art of it. And so you're, it's not, you're not, it's, you know, sometimes you are mirroring somebody, but you're not like doing that the whole time and the music's not playing the whole time and that kind of thing. Like you, you're learning, you're more in a learning situation rather than like Zumba classes where you're just sort of like, mimicking the other person as you go does that make sense yeah no and zumba is like not heidi speed (laughs) i mean it is something way broken down into way smaller parts Mm -hmm. i took belly dancing classes before and that was really fun that's fun i also i want to take like a pole dancing class i think that would be fun too i have a bunch of friends who do pole dance i can totally hook you up oh yeah i have i have a friend or two in that world too but man like my wrists could not take the aerial silks so they probably definitely couldn't take the pole mm. dancing yeah but i am getting stronger i have been going to the gym a lot so we'll see 
You have. You finished your 60 and 60 challenge. That was impressive. It was quite an accomplishment. It was a huge accomplishment. Very I proud of you. Thank you so much. I have done nothing but pee 60 days in a row. Pee? Yeah, it's the only thing I've done consistently. <laughs> I haven't done anything else. Pee and sleep. Well, I would hope so. I think that's an accomplishment. I mean, every day above ground's a good day. Yeah. yeah. Well, and my other resolution is to spend money on experiences rather than stuff. That's a good one. I don't need more stuff. Yeah. I have kind of a tandem resolution to make more time to spend with people that I care about. Yeah. Um, last year felt That's like a good one. just a... It was just a constant grind, Mm -hmm. just things that boxes to check and things to do and just not a lot of time to really enjoy the amazing, incredible people I have in my life. So I want to make sure that, you know, we're all on borrowed time. I don't know how long I have. Yeah. So I don't want to miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a really good one. Mm Mm-hmm. I think maybe we should end it there because that was nice. Oh, and I just noticed <laughs> that our mascot has, has a, a Cardinals, Cardinals hat, hat on. <laughs> Dr. Scully is a Cardinals yeah. fan, apparently. I didn't know he was into sports ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's funny. My friend Jeff one time was like, hey, we really need somebody to sub in for softball. I was like, I don't know why you're calling me. <laughs> and he said, well... we just need an extra body and i was like do i have to hit anything and he's like well i guess we could get like a pinch hitter for you i was like okay well but i'm not gonna run either Mm -hmm. he's like i can't have somebody hit and somebody run for you he's like if they hit walk to the base and i was like i just think you called the wrong person (laughs) If you need someone to sit in the stands and, like, eat popcorn and yell, 100% all in. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll have no idea what's going on. I'll probably cheer for the wrong team. hmm But I meant, but I'm like, I don't know the rules. I don't know what's going on. I coach my daughter's second grade <laughs> soccer oh, no. team. And I think the only reason is because the Y coach asked. And I was like, okay, I played soccer as the one sport I know a tiny tiny bit about Mm -hmm. and she said honestly they're in second grade just keep them on the field going the right direction (laughs) and that other guy who's going to help you coach he actually knows the rules Mm -hmm. i was like sounds great i can help out yeah and i did i was like you're all going the right way great job Mm -hmm. yeah that's it i'm totally useless for sports all right well Thank you, Brandon Lee Chilko, for a wonderful intro and outro music. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Um, if you have any weird superstitions or, um, I if don't you know. just do anything weird, yeah, like I don't like yeah. not like sex stuff weird. I don't want to hear, pe- hear about. Well, that. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> um, if you can keep you, all your. That's a different podcast. If you have any weird stories that have happened to you, like. I don't know, hauntings or alien encounters or our creepy club book is the boy who was raised as a dog in case you want to play along. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, if you have any of those personal stories, you can tweet at creepyclubpod or you can email us at creepyclubpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash creepyclubpodcast. We're on Instagram at creepyclubpodcast. I'm at creepyclubrissa. Heidi is at creepyclubheidi. You guessed it. And if you want to read our meeting minutes, um, you can go to creepyclubpodcast.com. We would also love it if you could rate and review and subscribe to us on iTunes. We'll read your review on our podcast. And then you'll be famous. And then you'll be famous and we'll get, you know, reviews on iTunes or everything to a little podcast like us. And we it just would help us so much if you could do that for us. That would be amazing. And we'll um, be your super fan forever. Yeah. And thanks to everybody who has already reviewed us and subscribed to us. And thanks for listening. We love you so much. So much. Yeah, let us know your New Year's resolutions. I'm, like, into this. I think it's, like, a a good, like, setting intentions exercise, and I'm all about that. So let me know. Hit me up. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time. Meeting adjourned. Oh. Oh, I was... Bye. Meeting adjourned. (laughs) (laughs) 